Um, are you ready to study the Word of God a little bit? Good, me too. Hey, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your life in us. Thank you for what you want to do in us. Thank you that um, today, even, in these moments, you have a plan for all of us. And so I just pray that it would come to pass, that we would be open. You would open up our hearts and open up our lives and open up our minds, open up our ears to be able to hear what you have to say to us as your people. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Okay, I want you to go back with me here really quick to when I was five years old. I'm five years old. I was a little smaller and cuter back then. And I'm standing in the parking lot of my dad's church, the church where he was pastoring in Grand Junction, Colorado. And I was waiting. I don't know. The day was over. I had been to daycare or preschool or whatever it was that I was in. And I was standing out there. And I still remember it very clearly because it was a blustery, windy day. It was a little overcast. And I'm standing out there waiting to be picked up by my mom. Now, I don't know why I'm waiting on the street corner by myself. You can question my parents on their parenting skills later. But, but I'm standing there waiting. And, um, and, and this, the craziest thing happened to me. While I'm standing there alone, I heard the voice of God speak to me and say, when you're older, you're going to work with young people. That's exactly what I heard. So much that it marked me and it set my life on a trajectory. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. What, like two-year-olds, three-year-olds? I don't know. I was five years old. And so then fast forward with me 17 years and I'm standing on a platform in a church in the middle of Nigeria. I was there with a college group and we were singing and we were doing worship and, and, um, and all the girls on our team, they were out and they were getting dressed. They had African headdresses they were getting put on. And, and so they were a little bit late coming in. So we had already started without them. Now on this college team that I was on, there was a girl and I liked her. I liked her a lot. And so so she, she, was, she was not in yet. She was out getting uh, her finishing touches on her headdress. But we're singing. And you got to understand, for me, it's a big deal. Like who I was going to be with the rest of my life is a, was always a big deal. Because my parents got divorced when I was eight years old. I come from a broken home. And so I, I didn't want any of that to happen. I was scared about that. I was, so I prayed all through my junior high years, all through my high school years. I always prayed through my college years. Like almost every day, God, help me not to make a mistake. Help me to find the right person. So here I am. on on a stage in Nigeria, and this woman walks in with the rest of the team. Her name was Maria, and she walked in, and God spoke to me and said, son, behold your wife. (laughs) Now, 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 I I, I initially thought, okay, that's weird. Like, uh, okay, maybe that was the fish spaghetti that I just ate beforehand, because I did eat fish spaghetti that night. Maybe it was that, I don't know, Um, but I just tucked that away and it kind of set my life on that trajectory. Now you can say, okay, yeah, whatever, bro, Uh, just coincidence stuff. But listen, I I spent the last almost 20 years ministering to teenagers and the next generation. And uh, I married that woman and we have spent 17 incredible years together with three wonderful kids. (laughs) Thanks for coming, let's pray. I, I... Listen, these are two major areas of my life, right? This had to do with my calling, what I was here for. And it had to do with the person, like the second biggest decision of my life, who would I spend the rest of my life with? And God spoke to me about those things. And that's what we're going to start talking about here over the next several weeks. Every day in our culture, we are bombarded with words and messages and voices coming in. From your phone, to the TV, to the radio, to, to uh, the internet, everything is always like a fire hose coming in. And they're telling you everything that you need to do. What you need to wear, 
how you need to dress, what, what area you need to live in, what kind of house you need to have, what kind of car you need to drive, how you need to smell, like just everything and anything that you can imagine, they're telling you what to do. And add on top of that, you've got friends and family and pastors and teachers and you've got bosses and, and coworkers and uh, pastors, you've got people that are also telling you what they think. It's overwhelming all the voices. Imagine if there could be a voice that could cut through all of that noise and speak to you directly about who you are and who you're supposed to be and why you're on this planet and what you're supposed to do even that very day. Imagine being able to hear clearly and understand the voice of God and what he wants to do with your life. Imagine the impact that has on your life, on your workplace, on your family, uh, on this city of Austin that we live in. Imagine if all these people live that way. That's kind of what we're after here on this series. We're calling it Frequency. And we're talking about the idea that you can hear God. The question is whether or not you actually tune in to the right frequency. Uh, you know, I, I think that hearing God is kind of like, it's kind of like Wi-Fi, like really good Wi-Fi. You know, like you can have bad Wi-Fi that's shoddy. It's in and out. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world. But you have really good Wi-Fi where it's just solid and steady. And it's all around you and you can't see it. But all you got to do is have a device to log on, get on the internet, and suddenly you have access to any question that you could ever want answered. This is what I think it's like. In fact, I've got this picture. I don't know if it shows up very good in this room, but this is kind of what Wi-Fi might look like. You can see kind of all over the place. And it's all around people all the time. Even though you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't touch it. I think that God's voice is like this. I think that he's always speaking. He's always wanting to say something. The only question is whether or not you and I are taking the time and making the space to tune in and listen to him. See, the, the big difference between you and somebody who doesn't follow Jesus, most of you in the room probably are followers of Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus today, cool, man. Thanks for coming and hanging out and listening to us. We're glad that you're here. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you're different in that you have a personal relationship with God, a personal relationship with a God who communicates and this is a big deal. So think about how it works. You've got a job opportunity and you don't know what to do. So you're weighing the pros and cons and what it's going to do to your family. And you're not sure. And it's so scary. Or maybe you are dating that special someone and you're like, oh, I don't know if they're the one, but maybe, but maybe not. And I don't know if I should pop the question because what if it's great? What if it's terrible? Or maybe you're just wondering, what am I here for? Why am I on the planet? What is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do here? Imagine being able to get answers to those kinds of questions. Or even more so, imagine being able to hear about stuff about you that really directs the overall course of your life. Imagine being able to hear consistently, you're loved, you're accepted, you're chosen. I have a plan for you. I've got a purpose for your life. Imagine knowing that kind of stuff. You know what it does? I mean, it grounds you, it cements you, it forms your character, it builds your identity. So when somebody rejects you, you're not like, oh man, my friends, you don't care about that stuff. They rejected me, who cares? I'm a child of God. Wow, that's really close. I'm a child of God. I am a son of the king. I mean, what does this matter to me? It forms you and your identity. It's life altering for us. But what happens? We go, I don't know. Could God really speak to me? I mean, can I really tune into this kind of a frequency? I mean, I've tried it. You know, for some of you, when I say this, you're like, yeah, that sounds good. Sign me up. I want to do that. Others of you are like, oh, I don't know, man. That sounds like airy, fairy, weird sci-fi stuff. Like that's way, way out. That's like UFO kind of stuff. I don't get it. Others of you are like, yeah, listen, I've, I've tried, but there are so many messages and so many voices and it's so confusing to me. And I've tried and tried and tried, but oftentimes I listen to the wrong one and I end up in a mess. Uh, maybe kind of like these guys right here. 
Proceed to the highlighted route. Then route guidance will begin. When do you use that thing? Let's them know where you are at all times. Who? The government, spy satellites, private detectives, ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Make the next right turn. How do they know? How does this know where to turn? That's very impressive. Proceed straight. Well, we're 0 for 6. Last chance is the Elmhurst Country Club. Other side of the lake on the southeast side. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I thought this would work. Through everything I had at that guy, nothing. That's how it goes sometimes, you know? You lose everything, and everything falls apart, and eventually you die and no one remembers you. That is a very good point. Make a right turn. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It means bear right. No. Up there. It said right. It said take a right. No, 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 look. It, it means go up to the right, bear right, over the bridge, and hook up with 307. Make a right Maybe it's turn. a shortcut, Dwight. It said go to the right. It can't mean that. There's look, a lake there. Right. It knows where it is going. This is the, the lake. machine knows. This is the lake. Stop yelling at me. No, stop yelling. Remain calm. I have trained for this. Okay. Yeah, of course Dwight is trained for that, obviously. But some of us feel that way, right? Like, hearing the voice of God is like that. The machine knows! There's a lake there! The machine knows! There's a lake there! And you end up in a disaster. Look, it's not like this. It's not going to be like this. And I think there are things that we can do to learn to tune in. And that's kind of what we're going to do over the course of this series. So I hope you stay put and hang out with us. John chapter 8, verse 47 says, He who is of God hears God's words. He who is of God hears God's words. In order to believe this stuff, we got to start right here. We have to start with the idea that God speaks, that he actually still speaks. If we don't believe this, there's no reason to go forward. It's a very short series. God still speaks today. If you take a whirlwind tour through the scriptures, you can see how this happens. Over and over and over again, in Genesis chapter one, God speaks creation into existence. He speaks and creates light. He speaks and separates land from water. He speaks and creates animals. He makes man and woman, and they walk with God. And the scripture says that they talk with him in the cool of the day. In Genesis chapter three, the serpent comes along, and the serpent comes and tempts Eve, and he says, did God really say? He doesn't say, did, did, God, did God really speak to you? He says, did God really say this? And Adam and Eve, they make a bad choice and they rebel. And then God comes down and God comes and he's walking through the garden, speaking to them. Hey, where are you? Calling out to them, pursuing them, even in the midst of their sin. Hey, where are you? You keep going. You've got uh, Abraham shows up on the scene. And Abraham, God pulls him out and selects him and chooses him to start this family. And from that family, he would bless all the nations of the earth. And Jesus comes out of that line. God speaks to Moses in the burning bush. Moses, he hears God's words and he goes and speaks them to Pharaoh. You get Moses going up into Mount Sinai and hearing from God and coming down with the commandments and giving them to the people. You keep going and then lest you think that this is a, a, just a boys club, it's not. Because he speaks to women. He speaks to Deborah and he speaks to Ruth and he speaks to young people. He speaks to Samuel. He speaks to everybody across the culture. In the middle of the Old Testament, you see the story of Job. And the interesting thing about Job is that, and several of the stories in the scriptures have this, but Job, other cultures have similar stories. So the Assyrians had a Job story, and the Babylonians had their own Job story. But you know what's different about the Hebrew story, the story that we read in our Bible? 
is that God actually responds and interacts with Job and talks to Job, sometimes somewhat bracingly, but he talks and speaks with Job. You keep going and you see prophets throughout scripture and they speak, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, hearing God's words and speaking them. At the end of the Old Testament, you've got this 400 years of silence and it seems like God is gone and the people are wondering, what do we do? What happened? It's like God got laryngitis and we don't know what's happening anymore. And out of that silence, Jesus shows up on the scene. And then in John chapter one, we read it. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. And Jesus becomes the physical representation of God's voice to us. I like when people say it like this. They say that Jesus is what God has to say. So if you wanna know what God has to say about any particular issue or topic, you can look at Jesus and you'll find out what he wants to say about it to us. And then Jesus shows up with John the Baptist and he's baptized. And as he's baptized, the, the scripture records that out of heaven comes this voice. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus goes around speaking God's words and saying, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And then he ascends into heaven after he's crucified and, and risen, ri, risen, rises, risen, 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 that's the one, risen again. Yeah, yeah, sure. Comes alive out of the grave and comes up again and it rose again. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. So <laughs> he comes up and, and he, he rose again and the, he sends the Holy Spirit down. The Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit fills believers and they begin to speak. And you've got Peter, Paul, James, Jude, John, all of these people. And yes, everybody, it even continues today. And we read the scriptures of where these authors heard from God and wrote down what he wanted to say in the scriptures to us. I want you to know today that you can do this. Like, I want to stir up your faith and have you believe that this can actually be you. Because hearing God is not something that you do. Hearing God is not something that you do. It's someone you are. It, it, it's, it's not a skill primarily or an ability that you possess. It is, it, it is your identity. It is a reflection of your identity. We can hear God because of who we are and because of whose we are. And so you ask, all right, well, what does that mean? Who, who are we? Well, I hope that this will be encouraging to you because we, we are all sheep, the Bible says. That's not immediately encouraging because sheep are really stupid. <laughs> but the Bible says that all of us are sheep and our identity is formed in this, this uh, shepherd to sheep model. John 10, one through five, here's what it says in the New King James Version. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. It continues on in verse 14. He says, I am the good shepherd, Jesus says, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. And this is amazing. Jesus is speaking to a Jewish audience here. And so he's saying, but there are other people. Now, primarily today, probably most of us are not Jewish. And this is referring to all of us as the Gentiles. We get grafted into this family. We become sheep as one flock and we get to hear the voice too. And then to seal the deal in John 10, 27, he says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Look, everybody, Jesus is the shepherd. You and I are sheep and we can hear him and we can follow him. So, okay, that's great. That's great. 
Uh, that sounds really good. God speaks, and, and we've got Bible, and we've got pastors like you to talk to us, and that's really cool. No, 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 you're missing the point. Because God wants to speak specifically to you. I'm not talking about just generally speaking, hey, everybody, follow me. I'm talking about specific things to you. He wants to speak specifically to you. He knows your name. He knows you. He wants to say stuff, Tristan, to you. He wants to say stuff, Lori, Amy. He wants to say stuff, Rob, Barry, Marty, Casey. He wants to say stuff to you, about you, about your life, about who he's called you to be specifically. You'll see this work at your house. Sometimes it happens in my house. Like there are days when I just say, hey, everybody, come on down, come to dinner. And so all the kids run down and they come to dinner because they're very obedient all the time. <laughs> right. Other times I'll say, hey, everybody, go clean your rooms because it's mess. So they'll go do it. But there are other times when I say, hey, Ewan, hey, Ewan, come here. Ewan, come here. I want to talk to you. And he'll come and sit down and we'll talk about the latest Star Wars fan theory. And we'll, we'll just nerd out over who's Ray's dad. And we'll talk about Benicio Del Toro being in the next movie. And could he be Ezra Bridger from Star Wars Rebels? And could they bring that storyline together? I've lost you. Okay, so. <laughs> and we'll nerd out because me and Ewan just want to talk about this because he loves it and I love it. There are times I'll say, hey, Reese, come here. Reese, come here. I want to show you this painting that I saw. Isn't this beautiful? And I want to inspire her because she's my little artist. And so I want her to start to, ooh, I could do something like that. I call Aurora and say, Aurora, come here. Come here. I want you to see this roller coaster I found on YouTube. It's insane. We totally got to go. By we, I mean you, but you got to go. I'm too old now. My equilibrium is jacked. I can't do it anymore. But, but man, this is amazing because she loves adventure and she loves that stuff. And I want to inspire that in her. He knows your name. He knows what you need to hear. He knows when you need to hear it. He knows everything that you need. You just have to tune in. It's like when you're sitting with a really good friend and they're saying stuff and, and they just say that one thing that makes a difference into the circumstance you're going through. And you say, ah, oh, that's what I needed to hear right now. That's the kind of relationship that he's calling you into. It's the kind of relationship that he desires for all of us to have. So if it hasn't become clear to you by now, I'm doing a really bad job because I want you to be convinced that you can hear the voice of God. What happens is a lot of us, we tend to believe the first two. Okay, yeah, sure, I believe God speaks. And yeah, I guess I believe that God speaks to people. And he speaks to you, but I'm not one of those people. My life has not lined up in the way that God would be able to speak to me. I'm just not one of them. That's a privilege. It's reserved for pastors. It's reserved for professional Christians. I don't even know what those are, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's reserved for people who are seasoned and of a certain age. It's only for them. It's not for me. I'm young. Or I've made these mistakes or I've done this. Listen, it's not like that. When I say this, the view that you have is like, you remember the old tube top sets, the TV sets? And they had like the, the rabbit ears coming off of them. Everything's digital today, but if you've cut the cord and, and you don't have cable, you still have to use like rabbit ears to get digital stations, right? But back in the day, it was really hard to get them. So you've got the rabbit ears and, and, and you'd go over to somebody's house and they'd have, you know, they'd be messing with it or they'd have like aluminum foil like wrapped around the antenna. And it's like curling up around. It's like this gorgeous sculpture. Like, ooh, that's beautiful. You don't know what it is. And then... It's like, it's like nailed on the wall and like going down the wall out the window to try to get better reception out the window. Or, or it had to be you. You had to like grab a hold of it and like, put your leg up, bro. Uh, put your hand out, dude. Okay. All right. Yeah, right there. Right. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Dude, it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's like really long. Okay, shut up. Just stay there. Don't move. Right? That's how you feel about this. I can't do it. I can't get in the right position. I, I, I'm not able to do it. Listen, everybody. It's not true. It's not true. You 
are sheep. You follow the shepherd. You can hear the voice of God in your life. There are three realities that I want you to get here before we go. Three quick realities. The first one is that I believe that hearing God's voice is innate. It's in you. When you were born, you were born with the ability to hear. You were born, most of us were born with the ability to hear. When your kids are born, they're born with the ability to hear. When you're born again, you are born as a child of God. Born again as a child of God, as a follower of him. And you have the ability to hear his voice. See, here's how it works. You were created in the image of God. And he communicates. He is a communicative God. And so the reason that you can hear and speak is because you were made in the image of a God who can hear and speak. And he wants to speak to you. He wants to be able to share what's going on with you. Why would he create all of us with this ability to communicate and to share and then withhold from us? That's not what he's going to do. And yet there are, there are streams of the body of Christ even that will say, no, 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 it's not true. It doesn't happen anymore. You can't do it. Look, it's not true. I've seen it. I've experienced it in my own life. And I've seen the fruit that has come from it. Look, this is what separates us from the animal kingdom. <laughs> Being made in the image of God, it's what separates us from them. They can't communicate I know, don't get offended. You're like, oh, yes, they can. <laughs> they can communicate. They can. Okay, great. I know, your, your, your cat can communicate deep thoughts and feelings. I understand that. But most of them can't. <laughs> we were created in the image of God to be able to communicate deep thoughts and deep feelings and what's going on inside of us, to communicate that to others and to communicate that to him. We've got that ability. Now, I heard this story about this guy. I think it was on Animal Planet. And this guy, he makes a living by learning what whales are saying. So yeah, that's what I said. He spends his time in a room listening to whales. That's what he does for hours. Like some of us learn Spanish, some of us learn Chinese. He learns whale. I'm not sure who's teaching him. Apparently they are, but he sits there for hours. And so people will call him. They'll call up the whale whisperer and say, hey, you need to come because we need you to speak to our whales and tell us what they're saying. I am not making this up. Speak to our whales and tell us what they're saying. So they'll fly him in and he'll fly and he'll come and sit in a room and clear out the room and start to listen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listening to the whales. And after hours, they'll come to him and say, what are our whales saying? And he'll say, they're lonely. <laughs> no, actually, he's lonely. <laughs> he needs to get out of the room. He needs to like, get a girlfriend. He needs to do something else. <laughs> the reason you're laughing is because it's crazy. Because that's not how it works. But you work this way. You are made to be able to express what's inside of you. And God listens and he wants to interact with that. With you were made in the image of God. He is a speaking God. And he says very clearly, you're my sheep and you hear my voice. The second thing is that hearing God's voice, I think, is learned. It's innate and it's learned. Now, you might initially say, oh, that's a contradictory point. I, that you just said it was innate. It's in me. But listen, just think about your kids. They're born with the ability to communicate, but they have to learn how to do it over time, right? They got to learn. They got to learn uh, grammar. They got to learn language. They got to learn sounds. They got to learn the words. They got to learn how to string them together. They have to learn all of that. Kids have to be taught what to say. They have to be taught like how to say it. This happens in my house all the time. Like, I'm sorry. No, try it again. Sorry. No, say it nicer. Sorry. Almost. I'm sorry. Good, right? We've all experienced that before. 
They have to be taught when to say something, and they need to be taught when to not say anything and just listen. Even the disciples, they asked, Jesus, teach us to pray. They had grown up around prayer. They had heard Jesus pray. They had spent time with him in prayer. And still they were saying, we're missing something here. Teach us how to pray. You ever received a phone call and you're not sure who it is? It doesn't happen much anymore because of caller ID, but you receive a phone call and you pick up the phone and they just go. They just start talking. Two, three, four, five minutes. You can't talk back. Uh, uh, uh. And they're like 10 minutes. And the whole time you're just thinking, I have no idea who this is. I have no clue who's talking to me right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all the while thinking, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. And then you pass that invisible conversation line, and it's like, from this point on, you can't ask, who is this? Because it's over. Now you're going to lose a friend if you ask that question. <laughs> and so you start asking them questions back. Yeah, man, so what'd you do last night? Who were you hanging out with? Like, just to get a clue of who they're with so you can maybe put the pieces together. And then you come to the end of the conversation. Now you've got a choice. You can say, I'm sorry, but who is this? And if you do that, you're going to lose a friend. What? You don't know who this is. And it's over. Or you say, okay, great. Thanks for talking. Bye. And you hang up and, and you just hope that maybe they'll call back later so that you can figure it out. And you hope that it doesn't come back to bite you if you see them at the mall or something. It doesn't happen this way much anymore. But then have you ever gotten a phone call and you just know exactly who it is right at that moment? Like this happens with me and my wife. When my wife calls me, I don't have to look at it. Or if she calls from somebody else's phone, she could call from Amy's phone because she, she doesn't have her phone with her. If she calls and she talks to me, I know it's not Amy. I know it's my wife because she says, yo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's, that's, how, that's how we talk because, you know, we're like, we're cool. But, <laughs> but she, obviously, she says, she says, yo, and I know it's my wife. Now, if I was to say, I'm sorry, who's this? That's a bad day in my house. It doesn't work. Right? My dad is like this. My dad will call, and I don't have to look at it. I just hear, hello, son. He's just always the same. Hello, son. Calls me son. Warms my heart. If you call him, he has this sing-songy thing he does. Hello. It's weird. He's like, it's a little thing. hello. I don't know how. It's very strange. But it's the same every time. I had a friend from, Jer I had a friend from Texas. His name was Jeremiah. He lived in, uh, in um, where's Kelly Clarkson from? You don't know that? That's, the, that's, like the, that's why I know. Thank you, Burleson. Yeah. Isn't that important for the message? So, so he's from Burleson. It, it kind of is because what happens is that he'd call me and I'd pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, buddy. Like so slow. So Texas slow. Like just crazy, crazy slow. I'm like, come on, man. I got things to do. I got people to meet. We got to do something. Let's move this up. Do you know why we can do that? It's because we've invested in the relationship. It's because we've taken the time. We've set aside the time to listen. We set aside time to know them. I've sat with my wife over dinner for years and years, 17 years of being able to talk. And I know the ins and outs of her voice. I know how she speaks. I know how she talks when she's sad. I can tell when she's upset, but she doesn't want to admit it. She's very rarely upset. She's pretty much perfect. <laughs> Love you, babe. But... Um, <laughs> But I know when something is not quite right. Why? Because I know her. Because I've invested in the relationship. Because we've communicated. Because I've listened. And there are times when we go out and we talk about calendar and schedule and taking the kids here and there. But there are other times when we go and we just sit and have dinner. And we just look in each other's eyes longingly. And we say, I love you so much. And I listen and I hear so much about what's really in there. This is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. It's the kind of thing that we have to do if we're going to get here. Which leads us to the third thing. Hearing God's voice, it just requires time. It requires time and maturity. 
It doesn't all happen overnight. Kids are born with the ability, but they have to mature in their communication. You know how it goes, man. Sometimes they'll, they'll just walk up to somebody and say, oh, you're fat. <laughs> oh. Grandma, how old are you? We don't ask grandma how old she is. You know? Oh, your nose is big. Hey, it's not that big. It's just a little oddly proportioned, right? Your clothes are ugly. Oh, come on, man. My kids love to point out when people are smoking. Oh, dad, look, that guy's filling his lungs with cancer. Oh. <laughs> Could you keep your voice down, please? It's a nightmare. <laughs> kids mature in their communication over time. It doesn't happen overnight. They learn to listen over time. <laughs> that one is really hard. Over time, they learn how to do this. And it's the same with you, learning to hear God's voice. It just requires time. It requires time and space so that you can listen, so that you can grow, so that you can mature in being able to distinguish his voice from all the other voices in the world. It just takes time. What happens is a lot of us, we don't listen. Like we, we just go and we, we walk in to our prayer closet, our prayer time, and we just start rattling off. God, help me with this. Do this. Take care of this. I got to do this today. So bless this. Bless me. Bless my family. Protect my kids. Okay. Thanks a lot. God, see you later. Bye. And we just leave. And God's going, uh, don't you want to know what I think about that? I'm especially number three on your list. I really care about this. I want to do something about this. Don't you want to know what I have to say about this? We don't take time for the second half of prayer to just stop and listen and create space and allow him to speak to us. If we don't do that, we don't mature. <laughs> we don't mature. We don't grow. And so we end up doing other stuff. We end up doing the, like the point and hope method. Like, all right, God, I'm pretty desperate in this situation, so I'm going to open up my Bible and I'm going to point and I just pray that you would speak to me. He doesn't want that. He wants you to be mature. <laughs> He wants you to know his voice. I heard about a businessman who was going through a really difficult period in his business and everything was falling apart. He'd been very successful, but now everything was falling apart and he felt like he wasn't going to make it anymore. And so he did this. He said, okay, God, speak to me. Help me to know what to do with my business. And he pointed down and read chapter 13. <laughs> Takes a second. Takes a second. That's not the life that God has called you to. He's called you to intimacy and knowing his voice and being able to be mature and understand when he's speaking to you. So I want to challenge you to do it. Would you go all in with me over the course of these next six or seven weeks? Would you just go all in and start to experiment? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go home and today or tomorrow morning when you get up, or maybe you're a nighttime person, I want you to start, I want you to go and find some quiet time. Find if, whether it's your, your bedroom or your closet or a coffee shop or whatever. Just take some time, open up your Bible and read. You don't have to read a lot, just read some. Start reading and then spend a little bit of time in prayer and asking God for things, bringing your request. That's appropriate and you're supposed to do that. He wants that. And then I want you to take some time to worship, man. Put in your ear pods and just listen, just worship. And then take some time to just silence everything and listen to what he has to say. But then start writing it down. This is the thing I want you to do. I want you to start writing it down. Write down what you feel like he says to you. Write down what you think he's saying. And I say think on purpose because sometimes it's bad pizza. It is. It just really is. Sometimes it's fish spaghetti. Well, most of the time it's not that. But Sometimes it's something else, and, and so you miss it, and that's what freaks us out. Oh, I can't. What if I miss it? What if I screw it up? What if I make a mistake? It's okay. You're just writing in a book. You're not going and standing up on a platform. You're just writing in a book, and here's what happens over time. You write it down, and you write it down, and you write it down. Next day, write it down. Next day, write it down, and then over time, you look back over that journal, and you go, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God spoke to me. 
That was number three on my list. He spoke to me about that. I know it. And then you'll read a little more and go, oh, oh that was pizza. That's pizza. That's God. That's totally God. That's pizza. That's God. Pizza. God. 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 Pizza. God. 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 And the voice of God gets stronger and louder because you start to know better what he's saying and when he's saying it to you. So I understand today if you're hesitant, you're like, oh man, I don't know, dude. I don't know if I could do it. I just, it freaks me out. I had a neighbor and they were crazy. Like the Lord told me that I should wear these socks today. (laughs) What's the matter with you? I know that you've seen abuses and so have I. I went to a Christian college where people did all the time what I did to Maria. And they would, they would be in chapel and be like, hey, baby, I just heard from the Lord. And he said, we're supposed to get together. Well, you just guaranteed that's not going to happen for sure. I shut up about it. I didn't say a word. I tucked it away. And I didn't tell her until the night that we got engaged after we got engaged. I did not use it for the engagement. God said, so will you marry me? I didn't use that. I waited. And I know you've seen abuses. I've seen them too. But don't let that stop you. That doesn't have to be you. You don't have to be those people. You can hear the voice of God as his sheep and you can do it normally. You can be normal about it. It's not weird. It's not crazy. It's not sci-fi. It's normal. It's what you were created for. It's what he wants you to do. He's given you the ability to do it and you can make it happen. Imagine how this works. Look around the room. Look at all these people. What if all of us every day were saying, God, what do you want to do today? Help me, lead me, direct me, help me to make the right decisions. God, I'm listening to your voice. Speak to me. What if all of us were doing that? What kind of an effect would that happen in your life? What kind of effect would that have in your family? What would that do to your workplace? What would it do? I mean, we even talk about that where you step into a situation with a coworker and say, man, I don't want this to be weird, but look, I believe in God. And I just think he wanted to say this to you about this situation. And tears start to flow down their face because the Holy Spirit is working through you with that person. People, this is what we're called to do. If we're going to bring more of the kingdom of God into Austin, Texas, we've got to be the kind of people who can do this. So will you go all in with me over the course of these next several weeks? And let's see what God does. Let's take a second and pray together. Why don't you, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. I just want you to bow your heads for a minute if you would. It's funny, you know, when you think about this, we wouldn't even be here if God didn't speak. <laughs> right? Like, Ross and Amy wouldn't have shown up here in Austin, Texas if God didn't speak to them about being here. My wife and I wouldn't have followed to help them if God didn't speak. He spoke to us about that. This church wouldn't be in existence. These people on the stage wouldn't be here. <laughs> If God didn't speak. And now the fruit that's come out of it is really amazing. When we talk about being sheep, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's kind of like, that's, I don't want to be that. I want to be in charge, man. I want to be in control. I want to have it together. I want to lead my own life. I want to make my own decisions. I don't want to have to listen to anybody. And of course, whenever we decide to live our lives that way, we screw it up. You've seen it probably over and over in your life. When we take control and we decide I'm going to lead my own way, we mess it up. Here's the thing about being sheep. I I think in order to hear God's voice, we have to believe that we need leading. If we're going to be able to hear him, we've got to believe that we need leading, that we are sheep and we have a good shepherd and he wants to help. And so today, as we go into this song, as we worship together for just another moment, I, I just want to ask you if you would do a little bit of business with God. 
if this is you and, and you've kind of been ignoring the voice of the shepherd and you've been living life on your own and you've been trying to make your own decisions and gut it out and it's not worked for you, I just want you to do some business and just say, God, I'm sorry. I've been selfish. I've been arrogant. I've been trying to lead my own way and now I don't want to do that anymore. So I repent. I, I turn my life over to you and I, I want to go your way would, and pray this prayer. Would you, would you be my shepherd? Would you help me to learn now to hear your voice? Just pray that simple prayer. 